that it has to do with fellowship. Fellowship. So this morning we are discussing the beauty and the power of Christian fellowship. Or the beauty and the power of fellowship in a revived church. Now, I stated it in these ways and I will explain. The first one I said is that we are discussing the beauty and the power of Christian fellowship. And I'm saying that it, it can also be titled the beauty and the power of fellowship in a revived church. Now, in the context of our, our discussion this morning, Christian fellowship and fellowship in a revived church is the same. The reason why revival is critical is that people of God can forget themselves and begin to backslide. And, 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 and fall back and relax. So when you are revived, you are shipped into shape as a child of God. You understand? So the Christian and the revived church is the same. An unrevived Christian is not properly a Christian. So you are only qualified to be called a Christian when you are staying in constant revival. Praise the Lord. So they, they, they mean the same thing. They mean the same thing. And revival is to have excellent relationship and fellowship with God. May the Lord open up our understanding. Father, this morning we are at your feet. We thank you so much for grace upon grace we have received. You have loved us. You have saved us. You have kept us on course. You have preserved our lives. You have helped us to cross the first seven months of the year 2021. Here we are, the first day of the eighth month. We want to say thank you, God. As we have gathered at your feet this morning, minister to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So the beauty and the power of fellowship in a revived church. Or the beauty and the power of Christian fellowship. We are going to take about three main scriptures for our discussion this morning. We are looking at, and then in addition, we will add our regular scripture for the Lord's Supper, which captures the same spirit we are discussing this morning. So we're taking Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, um, from verse 42 through to 47. Acts chapter 2, from the New King James Version. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread 
and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them amongst all as anyone had needed. So continuing with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Hallelujah. You want to continue and read Psalm 133. Psalm 133, there are only three verses there. We take the whole chapter. So to read one chapter of the Bible is not a difficult assignment. There are chapters that are only three verses. Some are even two. Praise the Lord. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garment. It is like the dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. For there, the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Our last scripture for this morning, um, before we come to the Lord's table, where we add one more, is Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19 and 20. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and 20. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I repeat the verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, when we talk about fellowship, yes, 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 but when I was a student and in Pensa, a certain preacher came to preach and he said that fellowship means that fellows in the same shape. I'm not sure whether it is Dictionary definition or not, but that day I just accepted it as my own definition of fellowship. And, and he explained why it is critical not to say fellows, or when, uh, not to say fellows in the same car, fellows in the same aeroplane, but fellows in the same ship. Relatively, the oceans occupy a bigger area than land. And sometimes when the, when the the, the, the shapes or the, the liners, ocean liners uh, are, 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 are deep in the ocean 
and, the, and, the, and the storms and the captain can get confused and all that. Sometimes you are, you are, you are found nowhere. You are, you, are, you, are, you are nowhere. You are just deep, deep, deep somewhere called nowhere. And in that deep ocean, there is nothing anybody on the ship can do. The only thing they can do is to work together to ensure that the sails are regulated. It is not this day and age that everything is automated. The captain will just do ping, 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 set the compass, do this, do this, and ping, and the thing can basically be on the ocean, and it can be partying, and the ship will be moving. No, 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 no. Those days, everything was manual and scale. You have to set the sail and do all those kind of so that you can take advantage of the storms and the and the winds on the on the ocean to 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 as it were drive if you like the ship. So when people are together in the ship, everybody has something to play together so that together they will arrive at their destination. So I, I would I would say that let us look at fellowship from that perspective. So fellows in the same ship. In other words, they have one purpose, same destination. In other words, they have one interest, everybody's welfare. In other words, they have one advantage, the collective strength of all. You cannot play solo and arrive. Now, one of the scriptures that are very, 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 very common that prayer people use is Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19. If two shall agree on earth, the King James will say, as touching anything, and they shall pray, God will answer. Now, imagine... Let me add verse 20. And the verse 20 says that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And we are talking about fellowship, the beauty and the power of fellowship. Is it possible for me to have a banter with elder and outside in church we are, we are on the platform so we must look nice and smile and pretend to be okay and then we look fine and then we are not in good terms. We are doing aka 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 dumpe, and then we think that the two of us can just say that okay, the Bible says that if the two shall come together, and then we just say, Charlie, we are together, so we are praying, let God respond. When our hearts are not together, will God respond? You may answer, will God, will God respond? No way. So, this scripture that says that if two shall agree. Is a foundational principle for fellowship. That in the kingdom, fellowship is that thing that makes prayer answered at the corporate level. In fact, at the individual level, if you are not loving somebody or if you are hating somebody, your prayer may not be answered. Because scripture is clear that if you are bringing even an offering to the altar, and you remember that you have something against somebody, leave, leave it and go for the person. Otherwise, your sacrifice is an abomination. So, every Christian who is not connecting effectively with his fellows are in a mess because you have broken the flow. And for that reason, God will not find 
you nice to be with. Now verse 20 says that that which brings the presence of God is fellowship. So where two or three are gathered together in my name. So you see, for God himself to manifest in the midst of his people, there must be necessarily fellowship. Therefore, fellowship is not just as, uh, okay, I wanted to say a church thing or a certain spiritual construct by the church. You have fellowship. It's fellowship. Let's have some fellowship. No, fellowship is basically the key requirement for God's presence to be amongst his people. So I pray that this morning you will understand that fellowship must not be a burden. It must rather be a pleasure that would bring God's presence into our operations. At the family level, imagine a husband and a wife not in fellowship. That home will look interesting and feel interesting. May the Lord grant us understanding. So, two must agree, fellowship. Two or three must come together in the name of the Lord, fellowship. And then God's presence will come. He is with them. So, no fellowship, no presence. No fellowship, no presence. May the Lord grant you and I grace to to release ourselves so that God will be in our midst. Even at your individual level, if you are not in fellowship, good fellowship with your friends, with your, with your fellow Christians, you, you, you are dry. You are dry. You are, you are dry. Now when the church began in Acts chapter 2, the scripture says that after about 3,000 have come into the presence of God, into the kingdom of God, the church had a character. The church had a certain character that defined them. And that is the only reason the church at the time could survive because the level of persecution was so intense that if they were not in fellowship, they wouldn't have survived. How I wish today's church, both within our church and in the body of Christ, will have this kind of fellowship. And they continued steadfastly. Let's look at another version, how it renders steadfast. They say they devoted themselves. That's the NIV. So they continued steadfastly. The NIV says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So the attitude was steadfast. The attitude was devoted, uh, devotion, diligent commitment to the things of God. And what were the things that they were committed to? To the teachings of the apostles, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so the flow was there. Everyone was filled with awe, that is the NIV, at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. This morning, I don't know how many, who is your friend? I grew up at every stage of my life as a young person. I had friends who were my friends. Fortunately for us, my wife and I, we, we kind of grew up basically in the same church. Um, under the same mentor. But if I start from my secondary school days, the Joshua's brothers were together. I, I, I went to a college school where Protestant activity was banned. Apart from going for mass, nothing else. Before I got into the school, a year before we arrived, we had gone to secondary school in 1993. But a year before we got there, they had just banned Protestant activity. Hitherto, it existed. The, 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 the everything was like, uh-huh. but later on, the Protestants apparently were overstretching the issues. So when we arrived in 1993, no, nothing, no, no SU, nothing. But when we got born again and joined them, we decided to pray. And when you are praying in such an environment where seemingly not allowed, you need to know what you are about and be tough. So we go to the bushes and pray and do fast and fast, do all those things. But they were, we were brothers. We were brothers. We were learning together. So even though they didn't like what we were doing, by the grace of God, we were the best students then. So when they needed us for the science and mass quizzes, they would call, call us. So when you even go and pray and you are caught, instead of letting you go home, they will let you read. And you sign a bond of good behavior for praying. <laughs> And it helped us. And today, if I do a casual scanning of most of the people, God has helped us. God, virtually one or two people might have dropped off from the faith or from active Christianity. But most of us are in, in ministry. Some have their own churches. Some are in church of Pentecost pastors, you know, and all that. Some apostles of the church of Pentecost. I mean, it's beautiful. When we left and we got to Tema and joined Tema to our friends, it's the same cycle. Today, they are scattered all over the world. And a lot of them, so over there to the same. So the point is that you need to have brothers and sisters who are your friends for one reason that we are fellows in the kingdom. So I don't know how many of you have prayer partners here. And I don't know how many ladies meet together in Church of Pentecost, Salah, English Assembly to pray. Oh God. 
when we meet, what do we talk about? These things I'm talking about helped us. (laughs) It helped us. Some of the testimonies, when I want to give it, I, I think about it to see whether it's appropriate. Then I decide not. It helped us. We, we used to fast and pray for ourselves. If I had an issue, I'd tell my friend and we fast and pray. Those things, where are they? They are gone. Social media has taken them away. When was the last time you called your friend that Charlie, Charlie, I, I, I need this breakthrough. Charlie, can we fast together for three days? And your friend had the willingness to fast with you. He's thinking about a king, 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 okay, okay, mini. <laughs> oh God, I bless you. Fellowship is so critical. Those days, one of our daughters, when I say our daughters, it's like in those days in, 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 in Tema Committee 4, by the grace of God, um, whatever Michael, Michael, Michael is doing here was what I was doing. At the point in time, I was the deputy youth leader. At the point in time, we, those days we used to have junior youth, youth and senior youth. Junior youth was up to 15 years. Youth was between 16 and 18. And then senior youth was after 18, after SS and then whatever else you are doing. So we have, we, have, we have category leaders and we have overall leaders. By the grace of God, we are privileged in serving some of these capacities. Then one of our youth members between 16 and 18, who was in secondary school, came to see one of my friends, who is currently uh, a big lecturer at Accra Technical University and an executive member of the church. And we are small, small boys, so... And then the lady, the lady needed money desperately to do her home science things. And no money was coming from anywhere. So a friend in the school told her that if you go to community nine, there are some Koreans. They would, they would sort you out if you are willing to go to bed with them. And this lady didn't consult anybody and went. And then after the incident she became confused and disturbed then it was like what did you see the person no the place was dark so you didn't see the face of the person who did whatever with you no this this intergenerational church so i'm trying to tone down on my narrative but it's critical i want you to listen to fellowship i'm talking about fellowship but whatever it is the lady came back and and informed us then my friend and i agreed that this one, we would deal with it because she had become something. So, one evening, we took her to a certain park at opposite my committee for police station. And we began to pray. And the Lord began to touch her. So, we were there, just two boys. Two small boys. <laughs> and then we were there when a certain man came and said, you people, what are you doing? She, I mean, the lady was all over the place on, on a park. And he said, oh, we are praying for our sister. And he said, which church do you attend? We said, Church of Pentecost. He said, is that so? He said, yes. It's okay. Then the man left. About 10 minutes later, two people were coming. 
the, the man with the then area women's leader who was in committee four. So we there, when Mama Jane came and said, Hey, I saw for And then we told Mama Jane, I mean, she knew us so well. We were, we were her son's friends. We eat in her house and all that. So. And we told her the story. Then the person who, who has been told that some of your little boys are misbehaving on the park and crying, you know, boys, me, normally the girl back home, I said, Park and also now. Oh, really, really, we're formal. So she was just coming to check which Pentecost boys was, were doing this thing. When she came and we narrated the story and she saw what was happening, on But she just cancelled us that we should take you to the church. Such things, we shouldn't come and do it on the park. We should just take it to the church room and do it there. The whole narration is that fellowship made us lay our stomach down to sort out each other's knees. And that is what they did. They had fellowship. They followed. They spent their resources on each other. Who do you spend your resource on? Or you are always singing, Imbenuku, Chalenukube. Chalenukube. So you are always recharging your phone. Chinukube. If you can't part with 10 CDs for your friend, can you put your stomach down for three days? So that is what made the early church so powerful because they had fellowship. This time, nobody trusts anybody. Even when you have a need, you don't want to share it with anybody because you fear that when you share your need, the next moment, peace FM, kokroko. So we are left on our own as individuals. And then them is playing game. But the Bible says that if two shall agree and they shall pray, I will answer. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. The early church, they devoted themselves. They were steadfast in following the apostles' teaching. And they were steadfast in fellowship. They were steadfast in breaking of bread. And they were steadfast in prayers. And they became fearful group. And as simple as they were, they were very influential. Why? They were together. Now the same spirit of lack of fellowship has also affected even the church corporate. The church corporate in Ghana, everybody is in their own lane. So we are in a majority but our influence is minority. This is national issue. May the Lord give us understanding. Sometimes the resources of the state is used in a biased way. And the idea comes that, oh, let's have a national cathedral. And the very people who speak against it are the people of the church. But that is a symbol of influence. It is not luxury. It's a symbol of control and influence. If you have used the airplane recently to fly, when you are flying, you look at Accra, you see symbols. Symbol of influence. Symbol. 
symbol. Building. Religious building. It's a symbol. You see it beautifully and elegantly. But you don't see anything that belongs to the church. Like that. I'll drop this one here. I'm not doing that kind of thing in this atmosphere. But it's necessary because I'm talking about fellowship. I'm talking about power. So the psalmist knew this long, 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 long ago. And then he, he defines it beautifully. And we are repeating the reading in Psalm 133. And then after that, we come to the table of the Lord. And leave church with a fellowship in our heart. And we go and leave it. Hallelujah. So take us back to Psalm 133. Say, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Think about it. One day, see that way part when you went to preach. No, I went with Jerry. Were you, were you part of the house we went to preach and there was a sister? You were not part. Okay, so in my former station, we were doing house to house evangelism. Then I went to the presiding elder. I was together with the presiding at the time, who, who is now a, a pastor of the, of, the, of the church. Then we entered into a certain house. Not, not far from where the church building is. And we met some young ladies in the church, in the place. We started talking to them. But the way we appeared, they initially thought we were Jehovah's Witness. Because young men, Saturday afternoon, carrying our Bibles. So we started preaching, uh, they thought we were Jehovah's Witness. But they realized that no, we are not carrying watchtower. We are not talking anything Jehovah. So they opened up. Then, whilst we were almost rounding up, they asked, okay, yati, beba, sorry. Asore, ben, amoko. Then, we mentioned, oh, we are just here, Emmanuel Worship Center, Church of Pentecost. Then they were sitting on kitchen stools like this. You know, the, the typical kitchen stool. That's where spontaneously, two of them, spontaneously, they all picked their kitchen stool and they are like, like, they, they were going into their room. They would not listen to us. I said, no, no, why? It's a Pentecost. By the grace of God, we managed to convince them to, to, to stay. And the summary of it is that at a compound house, one of our dear sisters who can sing very well is also in the house. She has fought with everybody around the clock from six o'clock to six o'clock. And, and so she's such a bad brand and a bad ambassador that the moment we identified where we are coming from, Utilo, Abu preaching it to It is pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is good. That is the Bible. It is pleasant. And then he gives this narration about how. It is. Those ones, I have to take my time and theologically explain what it means. What we mean by Aaron's beard all the way to his garment, to the dew of Hermon. I'll find time and explain those things to you. Because they are symbols. But the bottom line is that where there is fellowship, where there is unity, you yourself, your blood pressure will come down. Because O'Shea Mokubei, 
And you move freely and gently and you make an impact. This morning, may fellowship be our experience. Internal fellowship, family fellowship, external fellowship. Let something great happen. Let something beautiful happen. Let me just give a warning and then we are done. James chapter 3. James chapter 3 verse 15. Project it for me. I'm not opening it from here, please. James chapter 3 verse 15. Go in. Okay, let's start from verse 14. But if, yes, verse 14, please. Okay. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom, selfishness, bitter-seeking, Self-seeking, this wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, it is sensual, it is demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. I'll come back to this before the end of the month, God willing. But beloved, when no fellowship is, this is what exists. Unhealthy rivalry, unhealthy competition, minor, minor bitterness and jealousies, which destroys our flow, and we are unable to maintain the presence of God. Why? Because we are together, but we are not agreeing. We are together, but we are not in fellowship. We are together in physical, but our hearts are not together. And when that is to God, who will come will not come because why? There's no true fellowship. We are on the stage acting. We are not really in fellowship. May the Lord help us to be in true fellowship. Let there be love shared amongst us. Let there be love in our hearts. Your love sweet this nation caused us Lord to arise give us a fresh understanding of brotherly love that is real let there be love That is our prayer. Because love breeds fellowship. Fellowship creates love. Love creates fellowship. They work vice versa.
point that Jesus Christ was betrayed, they were seated around a table eating. And Jesus said, someone, one of you is going to betray me. The person who was going to betray Jesus was so much aware of what he was going to do, like I shared the last time. Yet he had audacity to ask Jesus, is it me? And he left. The very last table we come to was constituted, instituted around fellowship. And strangely, in that atmosphere of fellowship, there was a discordance because one was out of fellowship. So in our church, when we are coming to the Lord's table, we, we challenge ourselves to be in fellowship because it is better to come to the Lord's table both in fellowship with God and with each other. So if you are not in talking terms, you cannot come because we need fellowship. Give us a fresh understanding of brotherly love that is real. Let there be love shed amongst us. Let there be love. Let there be love. Let there be May the Lord cause your grace to love and to be in fellowship to be released. In our hearts, may now your love sweep this nation, cause us, O Lord, to going to pray that may the Lord God melt our hearts. Every rockiness in our hearts, every drudgery, every sand, every greediness, everything that is not making you be free and flow and be in fellowship. May the Lord work on you and work on me. So that our, our hearts will be softened and lubricated by the Holy Ghost. So that we will be in fellowship. You don't struggle to love your brother and your sister. Because you are of the same father, Jesus. You are of the same family, the kingdom of God. Lift up your voice and pray for the Lord God Almighty to work on us. Father, we thank you this morning for the privilege of sitting at your feet. You are calling us onto a beautiful and a powerful life of fellowship which will release your presence in our midst and make us enjoy our Christian work and our Christian experience. So, Lord, we come before you with our hearts just as we are. Every stony heart, oh God. Every drudgery heart, oh God. Every gritty heart, oh God. Every stubborn heart to go. We lay it this morning at the altar. We are ready to let go. We are ready to let go bitterness. We are ready to let go envy. 
We are ready to let go every form of jealousy. We are ready to let go every rivalry. So that Lord, we can be in fellowship. So that we will protect to your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to be in fellowship. 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 In the name of Jesus. We pray for grace, oh God. We pray, oh God, for grace. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise. When you look at the gospel according to John, the whole of the chapter 17 was dedicated to the prayer Jesus did for the church. And at the heart of that prayer was unity. Jesus prayed that the church will be one, just as he, the Father, and the Spirit, and the Son are one. Why? Because without unity, the church will be scattered. Without unity, the purpose of God cannot be accomplished. Our strength is in the fact that we are together in God. We want to pray this morning that in Sadla Worship Center, both in the English service and in the second service, in the whole church, let the spirit of unity flow. Let fellowship born on the wings of unity flow. May we understand one another. May we love one another. May we have fellowship with one another. Let's begin to pray. Father, we thank you for your prayer that you did for the church. We activate that prayer in the name of Jesus that we will be united, we will be one, we will be in fellowship, we will be together in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us be one, let us be together. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for the flow. We pray for togetherness. For in Christ Jesus, there is no male or female. There is no Greek, there is no Jew. There is no slave, there is no free. There is no rich, there is no poor. Let every barrier that has been erected by man be erased in the name of Jesus. And let our common linkages as children of God begin to flow. And may there be unity amongst your people. May there be unity in your house. May there be unity in the church. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. In your sight, even in the name of Jesus. Naturally, you cannot be in fellowship. Being in fellowship in the context of the church is not a natural activity. When you see people in politics pretending to be in fellowship, it is because of their selfish interests. If you see systems, it's, it's forced. But the Christian one is, is spiritual. It is it's quite unnatural. One of our little girls was sharing a story three or four days ago, and then this morning she was sharing with us of mommy. She has this is a seven year old who has a friend in class, and the friend is her friend. But in their, in their latest exams, this seven year old did so well than the friend. And the friend said that today you are not my friend again because you have done better than me in the exams. So someone was telling me that even children at the age of seven, eight are competitive. They, 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 are, they, are, they, are, they, they have small, small, small things in, I mean, I mean competition and, and small, small envies and jealousies. And someone was saying that the difference between children and adults is that for this one, her classmate just told her straight in her face at school <laughs> that 
you have you are beating me. You are not my friend again. But adults will not say, but it will be in his heart. You see the difference. So for, so for the child, they just express themselves. Are you with me? Now, that is what is called the depraved nature of man. You don't need to teach anybody to do wrong. You don't need to teach anybody. By nature, we do bad things. We do wrong things. So fellowship is a spiritual thing. We want to ask the Holy Ghost Jesus. who lubricated the early church and catapulted them into a higher realm of fellowship such that no persecution could stop them. May that same grace come upon us this morning. That nothing will break our ranks. Nothing will stop us. We will become united in heart and in prayer. And that we will make God's kingdom our interest. And because the kingdom is our interest, it will not cost you anything to love your brother to be in fellowship with your brother. You are praying that the spirit of God will help us to be in fellowship. This is possible only by the Holy Spirit. It is not possible by the flesh. Let's lift up our voices and begin to pray. Holy Spirit of God, please have your way. Lord Jesus, help us. Spirit of the living God, help us. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. To be in fellowship. To be in love. To work with one another. To live together in unity. To be one in everything. Because of your will. Because of your word. Because of your ways. Because of your style. Because of your word. Because of your statue. We adhere to it by your spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Spirit of the Living God, help us, help us, O God. Continue with the James chapter three, verse seventeen. As we project. The officers can join us around the table. Please, I will allow you to sit shortly. Then they say, so we saw earlier from James that there are certain things. Okay, I was saying that we should be on our feet. I will, I will later ask you to sit, but you have sat, so please sit. It's okay. But keep your eyes on the board. We saw the things that naturally we do. But I said that, but the wisdom that is from above. The Holy Ghost is the wisdom of God. The wisdom that is from above, this is supernatural, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, this one is supernatural. It will not come to you naturally unless the Lord helps us. 
So even as we come to the table of the Lord this morning, we are praying that the wisdom that enables us to be in fellowship will be our portion. That the young men are in the church will continue to stay together in prayer. I mean, you are friends already, we are aware. But begin to change the dynamics of your relationship so that you begin to bear each other up in prayer. The young ladies will come together. The mothers can... can I mean, we are told of stories where in the past, our mothers as deaconesses can just call each other and gather and pray. Our elders can just, you know, that atmosphere. May there be fellowship in the church. The one-wayism and one-ism and, and walk-alone-ism, may it disintegrate. And may there be unity. He says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Please close your eyes as we come to the table of the Lord. Our dear Father, this morning we thank you so much for the beauty and the power of fellowship. We saw fellowship from Genesis chapter 1. Amongst you, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And that is what you taught us. That the church should be one. This morning, Lord, we want to activate that spirit of fellowship in our midst. That we will be stronger and better because of fellowship. For you said it is good and it is pleasant for us to dwell together in unity. For you said when we come together, you will respond. We pray therefore this morning that Lord, like the early church, we will steadfastly devote ourselves to the teachings of the church, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. That all of us will grow. That our children will connect. That together your church from generation to generation will be strong until you appear in your glory. As we dine with you, we recognize that this table was instituted in an atmosphere of fellowship. So you warn the church in Corinthians that they should wait for each other. They shouldn't rush to the Lord's table. We pray therefore that God, even as we come to your table this morning, let this be a medium for activating our capacity to be in fellowship. In the name of Jesus, we lift the bread and the wine before you. We pray that you sanctify it for our consumption. Spirit of the living God, brood over it. May we by faith take it and see higher dimensions in our lives. May today be the beginning of joy in our hearts because of fellowship. May today be the beginning of peace in our hearts because of fellowship. May today be the beginning of relaxation in our souls because of fellowship. Let every tensions and interpersonal strife disappear. In the name of Jesus, let there be gentleness, peace. Let the atmosphere of love, simplicity reign in this church, even in our families, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you have qualified us to dine with you. May your name alone be praised now and forevermore. We are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. Oh, we've washed our robes in the blood of Jesus. 
We are the sons of God. Oh, we wash our robes in the blood of Jesus. We are the sons of God. So we are dining with the Lord this morning. Like we already know, if you have not been baptized in water, you cannot come. If you examine yourself and you have nothing that God is against, then you can come. If there is something in your hand that God is not for and you are not willing to leave it, please, you can come. But trust that whatever is in your hand, you let go and you rather choose to have fellowship with God and with the brethren. We washed in the blood of Jesus, we are the sons of God. We wash our clothes in the blood of Jesus, we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. We wash our robes in the blood of Jesus. We are the sons of God. So please, those who are ready, we have two seven points, one on my left, one on my right. You, you may come. When you take it, you can go back to your seat. When you take it, we come for the tray. We are the sons of God. We are the of Yeah, please, those who are ready, you may come forward. Come gently. One on my left, one on my right. Okay, you can come to the table. When you take it, take it back to your seat. Just take it and walk away with it. You'll come for everything later.
Chris, if you have done, kindly be on your feet and let's begin to thank God. Give him praise, appreciate him. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to dine with you. Thank you for this beautiful fellowship. Thank you for your body. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the emblems and thank you for the faith that backs our receiving. We believe that by faith we have taken in your body and your blood. And we believe that the grace to be in fellowship has been released into us. And that we will serve as a nucleus to infect your church with love and fellowship as your spirit enables us. We thank you, Lord. We appreciate you, Lord. We bless you. We give you all the glory. Help us to remain in fellowship with you and with each other. Cause your church to be one. Cause your church to stay together. We thank you. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.